You're listening to Long Talks with Hannah Mae and Charlie J. I'm a full-time musician. And I'm in business marketing. Together, we're two young adults who started a podcast on a broken couch. Every week, we talk life, mental health, relationships, music, and much more. Occasionally, we'll have a guest on and dive into their life as well. Thanks for listening, and we, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. I sang it. Good job. Episode three. Yay, episode three. First one was good, and then the, the second one we actually did first. Correct. Uh, for a different podcast. For a different podcast. Are you going to still do that one? I'm going to air the ones that I've done. Okay. Um, but after that, no, not really. Okay. I decided I want a co-host with me. Okay. And just specifically hone in on music. Gotcha. And you're gonna have, you're gonna go with the the Stokes. The, the Stokes man. The Stokes man. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mr. Kevon Stokely. Nice. Uh, Kevin Stokely. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. As long as we're qui- as long as it's quiet in the room, because yes. again, and Kitty's being quiet. Kitty, you gotta be quiet. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> She's part of our life. She is part of. This our is life. a slice of life podcast. Sure. As yeah. It were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not. We don't talk about one thing specifically. Although we do, we do have topics. Yeah, we do have topics now. We're a little bit more structured. A little bit. A little bit. It's always good to have at least bones. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because if you're just too loosey goosey, then there's no point. Well, then they're they're like, whenever we come to like a natural lull, I'll be like, well, we got nothing else to talk. Exactly. About, so. It's like, oh well. We need something that. What is she doing? Our cat. She's just climbing. Fine. She's fine. She's trying to get food. She's okay. She's good. She's fine. Kitty is our our unofficial third co-host. <laughs> <laughs> She's so fascinated by the equipment. Right while now. her while her name <laughs> is actually Pie, we don't ever actually call her Pie. She's call her Kitty, Kitten, Kitty, Kiki, Kikaruni, uh, Puma, Puma, Black Puma, Zoomer, Zoomer. She does zoomies, which is apparently is when she runs around it. At night? Yeah, like super loud and super yeah. fast, and it's where she gets her exercise. Yes. Yes. Anyway, she's very uh, sweet. We yeah. Really so how was oh. your week? It was okay. It was good. Last uh, week. This week was, well, last week, I guess. Um, Correct. I was having week. to do a lot of my least favorite part of my job. So Just admin stuff. Yeah, admin stuff, like adding a bunch of numbers together and I don't like math, but you have to do that in order to figure out actuals of budgets and dealing with that and lots of formatting yeah. of stupid stuff. But again, it just, it's stuff that needs to get done. Right. I have the time to do it, so yeah. I'm not going to snub my nose at it. So I'm a team player. Um, yes. For those new listeners, you work at a random marketing. Yes. I firm. work in a, at a marketing agency. Marketing agency. Correct. And um, you're an account manager. I'm an account manager. Yes. And you go back officially next week because you, you've been working at home. Well, I mean, I've <coughs> I've worked in the office already, but technically, well, yes, my but rotation starts rotation again. Starts. It, it was off Monday. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They told everybody to stay home for a bit, and then I also went on vacation, and it, that took me yeah. out of state. Is that because and so, of Labor Day? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't want. Because there's usually a spike around. There was. Yes, there, there was, was a definite spike, and people 100%. are like, "What?" So dumb. But yeah, so next week I start my four ten. So you're in the office four days, out the office ten. Yeah, including weekends. Including so, weekends. um, so yeah, I'll have to go in 
and yeah. not be in soft clothing. I'm going to miss that the most, I think. We were talking, we did talk a little bit about work-life balance while you were here. While you worked here, sorry. Oh, not right. while you were in the yeah. building. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's going to make that easier, right? I mean, you're going yeah, to have I less think chances so. to... Yeah, yeah, like, I think... Not work. Um, I'm, it's getting easier the more we work from home and also the more I get projects to work on. Yeah. Um, I think for for a lot of this time that I've worked from home, because I don't have anything dedicated, like I don't have currently any specific brands that are mine mm-hmm. that I'm the lead on. I'm just kind of helping with brands with other account managers right now. Mm. Um, it was harder to do, have that work-life balance when working from home because I didn't have anything to do at work. Right. They would just occasionally throw me things. So now that I'm a, I have actual projects that I need to work on, it's easier for me to like focus and not get distracted by your fiance. Correct, because you're so okay. distracting. Yeah, um, we, should we? I feel like should we? Well, it'll be on our intro, but I feel like yeah. maybe should we tell people who we are? Sure. Yeah. In the third episode. I'm a music. I'm a musician. My name's Charlie. Hi, I am in marketing. My name's Hannah. Yeah, and we're getting married next year. We are getting married. We've been living together for what we just thought we just did this. It's like two and a half years, right? Or something like that. Uh, We've been living together. Yes. One of those years was in California. Gross. When your job took you out there. Oh. Yeah. I hope they didn't hear that. There was a loud bang outside. No, there's uh, people. God damn. Last night was loud as, as F also. Yes. Are we, are we going to curse? I guess so. I mean, it doesn't matter. Loud as shit. Um, but it's when people like because we there's like trash cans or whatever or, or, and recycling right outside of our building, and I feel like people are just like throw shit in there and they like no it, and it makes a super loud noise. Yeah, we live above a bar, which I can't believe I have done again because I swore <laughs> I would never do it again after I lived above a, above a bar when I moved to Cincinnati. You lived above a bar when you moved to Cincinnati, although that was more of a chill bar. classic, like a classic kind of chill place which is where we met yes it was where we met new year's eve 2017 yes yes i was the in-house musician yes for new year's eve and you done dropped your number in my tip jar i did i was with a couple of friends and um we talked about how cute you were the whole time gross and i wrote my number on a napkin and i was like should i drop it in his tip jar and my friends Uh. were like yes do it and then I decided that that year my New Year's resolution was to have the confidence of a mediocre white male. <laughs> and so I was like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Insurmountable. Yes. Uh, just not call me. So I did it. And I'm glad I did. Um, I guess that's the worst. Although I, I, did, and I, I did text you that night. You did. You texted me that night when and you were you done. You were uh, in bed or something. Yeah, we had already. We're s- that was the last place you went, right? That was the only place we went. Really? We had, oh, I thought you we, went. We had grandiose plans <laughs> to like bar hop, to start there, go different places. That's right. That's but we ended up staying there the whole time. And then my friend and her then boyfriend at the time kind of got into a tiff. Tiff. Um, and everybody just started getting in a bad mood. Another friend had been texting a boy and then all of a sudden he was starting to ghost and so everybody was just kind of yeah not in a good place so i was like let's just go home we cooked some pizza rolls and then went to bed oh so you didn't eat before that 
Like like before the bar, you didn't eat. Uh, not, 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 not that this matters to anybody, but us. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> maybe we had snacks. I don't That's remember. Okay. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, interesting. We did pre-drink a little bit. Thank you, tequila, for giving Thank me the confidence. You. I don't like tequila. That's sad. I love Isn't tequila. It? There's something There's about a really like, good though. margarita. That's just, but I mwah. I want to like it so badly. Yeah. And I, I want to like margaritas because you love margaritas. Yeah. And it's just, it tastes, uh, I don't know. There's like a weird, I just I just don't like it. I like that burn. It like burns. I like that burn. You can get that burn with like whiskey or bourbon. And I do. And you do. I do. I like them all. You like the a only, lot of things. The only thing I don't I just, I'm not a gin fan. Although I did have a really good gin drink at Angela's wedding, mm. but it had a bunch of stuff. It was like all mixed together. Oh, yeah. So you couldn't really taste the gin. <laughs> so if I can't taste the gin, you know. 5% gin. Exactly. It. it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Was anyway, fun. but uh, yeah, I just decided and. Um, so that's how we met. <laughs> yes. And you texted me. I, we were already in bed. Um, I was getting ready to start falling asleep. Oh, I thought and, you were getting ready to start falling in love with me. Well, that too. I just didn't know. Um, you were unaware. And then you texted me and you're like, hey, this is Charlie the musician from um, Blind Lemon. Here's the thing about a lot of musicians is that we, uh, well, that may, may not be true, but the traveling musician, I will say, leads a very lonely life. Not, not that I only texted you because I was lonely, but like, at, like, so that was like the third year in a row I played Blind Lemon New Year's Eve, which is, aw- I mean, it was awesome. Like, it was so crowded. Our cat is biting you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna leave it. So. Well, um, it was like my third year in a row, and then but and we're over at one thirty. So we we do the count. I, I do the countdown every year, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it seems like it should end there. Like it seems like my gig should be over, but I'm like weirdly playing for the next hour and a half. Well, no, because it's like that's the that's the peak, and then you have to bring people down. And it's you can't only, just it's like only, <laughs> it's only going down from there. You can't you can't just like all right, that's it, done. Yeah. like you have to have like the cool down. So I, yeah, so I, I play to like one thirty. I play. I would play nine to one thirty, four and a half hour shows oh, at the Blind Lemon for not that much money. Mm. Um, and then yeah, by the by the time one thirty comes around, like I'm kind of still wired from the show. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. All your adrenaline's pumping. Like I'm like, oh, I want I want to go to sleep right now, but I'm not sleepy tired. You know, I'm you're just kind of you're physically exhausted, but you're mentally wired. Yes, exactly. There you go. And yeah, it's it's weird being like because after a show, I have especially as a solo musician, <clears throat> I've talked to you about, about this before. It's like use so much energy, just and I I know people have hard jobs and stuff, and people have like really so this is like kind of like uh not it's not on that. I mean I don't know. It's just it's really hard to. It's really a, a deep like. Use so much energy in those four and a half hours, or whatever. So by the time I'm done, I'm spent completely. I don't want to talk or think about anything. So when I texted you, that's what I was thinking. Nice, because you actually asked. I remember this very specifically. I asked what you were doing. Yeah, you asked what we were doing, and you, I think maybe you were talk. Like I assumed that you wanted to meet up with us wherever we were. Knowing me now, do you think that's what I wanted no, to do? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Well, I think I might have just been finishing. Like I was still at the bar. Oh, maybe I was yeah. still at the blind lemon. Maybe. Um, but you were already. But I remember um, squealing, and I'm not a squealer. <gasps> I just don't. I'm. That's not. 
Really? Um, I was like so excited when you texted. And um, my friend Katie and I, she was – so my friend Jamie and her then-boyfriend were sleeping on an air mattress in the living room, and Katie and mm. I were in my bedroom. And um, I was like squealing, and then we were both – like she helped me – because this is what girls do. She helped me um, put together the text message back to you and all this oh, kind of nice. stuff to not sound like super lame. Like, yeah, because we were, we were already in bed. We were done. We're, I'm just not a yeah. bar hopper. That's not just, that's just, no, her. which I'm is, I'm I think Christ, but I wanted to be that night. Cause that's yeah. what, and, you're, and you know, when you, when you look at, and this is so dumb, but romantic comedies and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you know, that's, like that's the romantic and i say that in air quotes yeah um, ideal of new year's eve but that was it was the reality was not so you were trying to be in a, a movie of course yeah it's every girl's dream to be yeah. in a romantic comedy sure by who's that director who directs all of them uh he's done a bunch of rom- romantic comedies like rob reiner <sighs> no is that who you're talking about no I don't know who I'm talking about. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now here we are. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here yeah. we are. Yep. Anyway. That's where we are now. Yep. Anyway, so I like our introduction story. I think it's very cute. That, yeah, we should put that at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> because no. I feel like people, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do But that. I feel like, uh, yeah, people need to know what we what we do every day. And I create musical things every day mm-hmm. um and i also work with my parents a bunch um and because they're also musical people mm-hmm. they run a jingle audio commercial house is how nice. i've been told to put it by my dad okay <laughs> <laughs> um because they do like they do parody song parodies yeah. jingles but they also do voiceovers and song parodies jingles voiceovers uh that's what I just said <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just repeat what I just said. I thought after I said them, more things would come to me. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was the kind of thing where, like, as kids, our parents would be like, "Hey, we need like a young kid voice on this thing." So, yeah. Sarah's song on a, my sister Sarah. Mm-hmm. Shout out! I don't know if it's cool if I say her name. I don't sure. Know. Hey, Sarah. Sarah, she she's she's on jingles singing. Aaron's on jingles. I'm I've sung a bunch. Like it's uh, it's it's been in our in our lives forever. Yeah. And we are very used to it. But anyway, so I work with them. We're doing some video stuff this week, which I also dabble in a little bit. Mm, double dabble. Double dabble. But uh, yeah, and then I was tr- I've been just trying to get gigs, man, mm-hmm. around here. And I my next my first gig in a while isn't until middle of October mm. at a brewery. But I've been back and forth on breweries because I see a lot a lot of my friends play breweries have been playing that which gave me the idea to start looking for them yeah but uh it really depends on the safety sitch yeah safety sitch well i feel like breweries they're um obviously they their main drivers to brew beer you know what i mean and so they have to have a certain level of hygiene and True. safety and all that kind of stuff in order to continue brewing beer because that's their yeah. main thing. The tap rooms or the tasting rooms are just like additional. Yeah. And so again, because they already have those safety measures in place because the 
brewing, then I feel like yeah. I feel like they're pretty safe. And yeah, it's. I feel it, like most of them are again, outside. Well, yeah, maybe? I, 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 so I, I was just gonna say like a lot of them are are outside right now because I think once it gets cold out, they're not gonna have music anymore because that's something they won't be able to afford to do, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because it's not gonna be super safe, maybe for people to be inside. I don't know. I'm just not looking forward to the end of this year and what that means for a uh, coronavirus situation yeah. happening because it forced people inside. It did. But um, anyway, yeah, so I've heard from a lot of people that, hey, we're not booking anymore. Check back next spring because that's the next time that they'll have outside events. Right. Um, but other than that, it's just like weddings and a couple I'm playing a couple weddings in October. Halloween wedding. Nice. What? Monster Mash. Do you mean a paint of skull on your face? Yeah, that'd be okay. great. I am playing that whole wedding ceremony, cocktail hour, and I'm DJing. Which not a lot of people do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're a full package. Full package. Still trying to figure out. Still trying to figure out a way to market that. You know what I mean? Like put that out there and make sure people know that. Well, I think you just do packages. You know, like you have. have like a page that talks about Do you have that? Your packages and pack package one is mm-hmm. ceremony, like pre and post mm-hmm. and during, you yeah. know? Like ceremony as a whole. Ceremony cocktail hour is another package. Ceremony cocktail hour DJ reception what, what? is a third package. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's like bronze, silver, gold packages. And that's like yeah, one of the first things I offer people when they book me through these wedding things Mm -hmm. which by the way i was gonna say remember those a couple weeks ago you were saying how you're like members of all these wedding sites yes i think i'm like on there too but as the vendors you know what i mean so like that's like interesting that you like like the bash and gig is one called gig salad but um i also offer like hey if, if they only want me if they only want me to play the ceremony i'm like hey i can also do cocktail hour and dj nice but a lot of the times they'll, they'll be like oh we already booked our dj gotcha I'm i feel like that's like one of the first things people well book. how good is it you know i don't know is that do you think they go they work backwards i have no idea yeah because we're, we're having a dj at ours you're in charge of it yeah dj jazzy jeff are no one <laughs> <laughs> but i i don't know i thought about you you've never wanted a band or you've never thought about what kind of music you i wanted? have been to weddings with bands and it's been a while granted but uh-huh. i feel like people yeah. are less likely to dance and less likely to really have fun with a band i feel like people want to sit and listen and watch them play yeah perform when within a with a dj they're playing music and you're just like you're not like watching the dj do his thing he's just in the right. background but with a band i feel like yeah they're paying attention to the band yeah and there's like because it conver- becomes like a concert rather than yeah and there's like a, a conversational aspect to it too like when right. there's a band playing you kind of think you have to watch the band instead of being able to talk to people exactly and also when the dj is there assuming they're good at their job, which is hard to do, having done it in the past, and and be an MC and make announcements and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to it, the people want to dance to this actual song as opposed to a cover song of that. Yeah, which is not you know. There's a lot of great cover bands that cover wedding bands that make good money doing that. But yeah, because um, also a lot of times 
they put their own spin on it because yeah. of course they do. And sometimes the DJ puts his own spin. On <laughs> <it too laughs> he spins he the records. That's oh, funny. Um, Buns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that sometimes people are like, I just want to hear. Yeah, especially as they drink. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, which I haven't. Yeah. Again, and then also like with a DJ, any song they have yes. at their fingertips, Spotify. a play, a play, a play, a band can only play what they know. True, it's, you know, it's limiting, but yeah, it totally. Like I've 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 DJed weddings, and I'm putting air quotes above that because mm-hmm. don't tell people your secret. I'm sorry, but like. Dude, you just Spotify whatever's playlist. on Spotify. That's yeah. that's what I like. People have come up to me and they're like, "Hey, do you have that wobble song?" It's like, yes. And it's like, do you mean can I search for it? In Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> Am I like, connected I to know. the let internet? Me, can I Google that for you? Yes. <laughs> let me uh, check. Yeah. Let, let me check the internet, the yep. entire uh, world of music. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So that part is like, I don't even know if if that's real DJing. Because they could just have someone do it. Like, it doesn't have to be me. You know what I mean? Like, I always feel like such a fraud when I'm doing that. Yeah. Which maybe that's right to feel that way. I don't know. But because I, I don't have the full DJ setup, I'm not like actually, like, I've seen good DJs yeah. who have the turntables, who are mixing songs back and forth. I don't. Do well, that. then that's Do, do your, people want that at weddings, is my question. I Maybe. I think that if it's like, a, again, it's a different. It's a different level. Like you're yeah. you're the you're the off brand DJ. You know what I mean? Like you're I'm much cheaper. Yeah, you are. There you go. So yeah, I'm a cheap DJ. And ultimately it's just about um what what they care about. And I'm sure like Yeah, if it's the I'm I'm sure what is it where they just transition the song into another one when you're a oh, DJ? Yeah. It's like a little like it's like something, but you're just like I'm gonna go to the next song. No, um, it like, does, does it, that... it does it for you. Oh, nice. The, there's a DJ application on Mac. Get the f- out of seriously. Here. You don't even have to. Like we could make a playlist, put it on this app, and then just have it run through speakers, and it, it will crossfade like three seconds before the song's over into the next song, so there's no downtime. Okay, you know what I mean. It can also it also will auto match BPMs, so if there's a certain song that's like upbeat and you you don't want it to go down and like the slower song or whatever, but mm-hmm. but also that's a certain skill that DJs have. Yeah, that can't necessarily be thrown into a computer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what do you want at the wedding? <laughs> Probably a DJ, like an actual DJ. Yeah, because a, a DJ is is perfect for because they also make announcements and yeah help move things along and. The thing is also like with DJs, good DJs can read the room and yes. know what needs to come next. Yeah. And I, yeah, definitely it's going to be a DJ. Unfortunately, sorry. And I, I feel like I should do my part and have a band uh, like just because I want to employ people that are live musicians. But um, DJ is the way to go. Again, because like you said, it's about us. Right. And not well, it's about you. It's and, about us. It's about both <laughs> you and I. Um, but I feel like a band can be a bit distracting. Yep. That's why Whether I didn't want a famous musician at my wedding. You trying to get Jack Garrett and Nobody knows who Jack Gavin, Garrett is over here. Gavin James to I show emailed up. Gavin James. Get out of here. His his agent. He said no. Yeah. Um anyway, you want to jump to one of our topics? Sure, yeah. What Jump was away. Our, I you have the, I list. have the list, don't I? 
Am I going to like make it up? Be like, okay, so we're talking about today. We're talking about. Um, we can cut this out. That's okay. Hmm. Okay. I did want to talk about, and you, you thought this was kind of dumb, but I like this. It's kind of like a light topic. We were talking about early influences with movies and TV and like shows that people, everyone has seen that you, that you haven't seen. Have you oh, thought okay. of any more? Um, so, well, what do you, what do you want to talk about first? Early influences or Go things? with early influences because okay. we kind of already talked about the other one. So my my dad was a big like scary movie fan, and so yeah. we would watch scary movies together. Um, I saw The Omen when I was far too young, what? and so to this day, Big Blackbirds scare <laughs> the absolute shit out of me. That explains so, so much. much, so much. Yeah. Um, but also like sleepovers, we always watch Dirty Dancing. Yeah. My friend Rachel and I wore out a VHS tape of Moulin Rouge. I mean, wore it yeah. out. We would. Um, Watch a scene, rewind it, watch a scene again, <laughs> rewind it, watch it. Because it was like there were just a couple of scenes yeah. that were our absolute favorites. And there was times there's literally like a frame within the scene that we would pause and just look at Ewan McGregor and how attractive right. he is. Like yeah. we loved him so much. Um, But yeah, musicals, like lots of classics. Like um, my grandmother was a huge fan of uh, Sound of Music mm-hmm. and Singing in the Rain and so we watched a lot of those. Um, whenever I went to my Uncle Bill's house, mm-hmm. this is my dad's older brother, um, they didn't really have kid movies around. So the oh. only movie that was really appropriate for me to watch was the Sister Act movies. <laughs> and I absolutely wow. love yeah. the Sister Act. Yeah. One and two. Both perfection. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Good. And then for some reason, my grandparents, my dad's, sorry, my mom's parents, um, they had like the BBC version or PBS version of Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. So like the old, old version, not this new one that just came out within the last 10 years years or something like that. 15 years ago, which I liked. Not going to lie. I like the the original better, but that's because that's what I grew up on. Books are better than the... Oh, that's 100% new true. Movies. But you know what was interesting is, so I was talking to some friends about this. Maybe it was you. And we really only <laughs> talked to each other. Me. I'm sure it was me. <laughs> but we were talking about Christmas movies. Yeah. And how we didn't, I didn't necessarily, like I didn't watch the claymation. Like there was. Oh, um, the, yeah. The Rudolph one. The, I watched that. Um, there was like a frost, like it was Frosty the Snowman one. Like we never watched those growing up. And so I tried to watch them for the first time when I was in college. Oh, that's a mistake. And it was like, this is terrible. No, it's not for. First of all, uh, in Rudolph, Santa is mean. Yeah, Santa's crazy. He is like, I'm glad my mom didn't have me watch that because that would have scarred me. Because Santa is mean. Poor Rudolph. That Everyone wanted never... him to hide who he was, and then as soon as he was useful to them, it's right in the song. I know it's so sad. It is a very that. sad song. It's like um, it's like any kid song that you yeah. break down, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's, oh, that's really terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> but those weren't my favorites growing up. I definitely 
gravitated towards what my parents pushed us towards, which is like comedies and Christmas movies. Well, Die Hard, obviously not, but not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a movie set at Christmas. I will fight whoever. But it ha- okay, that's. But I was just bringing that up so you could say that. Honestly. Thank you. <laughs> um, Elf is probably up there mm, as yeah. number one. I love Elf. Christmas Vacation is up there as well. I know you have feelings on Chevy Chase, as we all do. Yeah. But it's still classic. It doesn't hold up. I watched it somewhat recently, and I was like, "This is." I can't remember the last time I watched it. Not okay. Uh, we we just didn't we watch Elf at your. Did we watch Elf at, at your my brother's, brother's house? We watched The Santa Claus. That's right. The Santa Claus is number one and Elf is number two. Tim Allen. You like Oso Buko, Charlie? God damn it. So good. <laughs> I have, there's like lines in, in uh, yeah. Man, he reminds me of my uncle. Yep. Uh, Tom. Nice. So The Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus 2. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just go down the list. Um, Elf, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Is up there. So one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies is called White Christmas. Has Bing Crosby. Oh yeah. And it was a favorite of my dad's, and I think his parents too, or his mom. Um, they had taped it off the TV, and so we had oh, this wow. like tape. And there was actually a part of the movie that they missed because they didn't want to record the, the commercials. So right. they would pause and then they would yeah. hit record again. And so it wasn't until I finally bought the DVD for my dad Aww. several years later that. that I was like, wait, what is this scene? I, I literally had never seen it Whoa. because we watched that same VH te- VHS tape for That's a hilarious. long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had the same conversations every time we watch that movie yeah and um i actually haven't seen that movie since the last christmas i spent with my dad oh so well part of that's because it's uh nostalgic yes for your i'm sure you part of your brain like blocks it out just because you don't want to watch that to bring back memories of yeah maybe someday maybe sunday maybe Maybe this christmas maybe sunday (laughs) <laughs> I thought you said Sunday. No, you cannot do anything Christmas before Thanksgiving. So. Yes, and since true. we're in September, yeah, I don't know why we're talking about this, uh, but I just like Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. It's one of my fave times holidays. of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Thanksgiving, and then yeah. But, no, but uh, we were talking about like movies that influence oh, you, and uh, I mean, I feel like I grew up watching a lot of classic movies, and um. I'm gonna. Mine are like comedies and sports movies, and yeah. I'm gonna throw five sports movies at you. Remember, remember the Titans, seen r- it. Rookie of the Year. Maybe you've seen the it? Rookie. Wait, there's, those are two different movies. Those are two different movies. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, Glory Road is up there. It's about. Um, oh, race is that, and, yeah. Is that where they at the yeah, yeah. and they. They play Kentucky at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's yeah. um, Adolph Rupp. Yep. Fuck that guy. Uh, name was Ad- first name was Adolph. Okay, well uh, you can't hold that against him. <laughs> don't like Kentucky. Uh, no, the, sorry, sports, not the state. States, I live in it right now. I yep. love it. <laughs> uh, what's and the fifth one um, is We Are Marshall's Great mm. um, with Matthew McConaughey. There's another one that I, I oh man what's oh the field mo- Field of Dreams dude yep ah uh, so great. All, but all wrapped up in nostalgia with my dad. We, oh. we we would watch those movies every year, especially Field of Dreams and The Rookie. Nice. Which one? Okay. Which one's the rookie, and which one's the rookie of the year? The rookie is the one with Dennis Quaid, where he he is the coach. 
he's a former baseball player, like a former former pro ball player, and then he goes to coach um, high school. Uh, and it's a really I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a really good family movie. And then, and then does, he, he goes back to sports. Yeah, and then he goes back to playing to the pro pros. Sports. It's like a Disney movie, but okay. it's like really it's it's really good. Anyway, I love Dennis okay. Quaid. That's rookie, the rookie. That's the rookie. Rook, okay. Rookie of the year is a, is more of a comedy. It's okay. A lesser known. It's like when uh, this kid, he's ten years old, he gets into an accident when his arm can now throw hundred miles an hour. Oh yeah, he like was in a cast for a little yeah, while, yeah, yeah. and then um, I remember that movie. I do remember. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen, have seen that movie. It's really good. It's so funny. I have seen. What about Angels in the Outfield? That's a good one. That's a good. One. I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't either. It's been a long time. Um, and what about the Sandlot? Uh, again, not in a long time. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I love that movie. That actually, uh, that movie, we watched every single youth trip we ever went on. Really? My youth minister, Dave Sparks, was obsessed with that movie. I guess maybe it's also like- forced it on you? (laughs) Well, it was like, it wasn't, he didn't, but it was like, we would take like a charter bus or whatever, and they usually had those, you know, those screens that come down. Oh, yeah. And so that was just the movie that he would always put on. Yeah. And um, (laughs) you could sit and watch it if you wanted, or you could sit and talk to your friends the whole time, which is usually what I ended up doing. Um, But Yeah. yeah, I guess it was like one of those that like, it's... It kind of across the board, people usually like Sandlot? it. The Sandlot? Oh, yeah. I would say a lot of yeah. people like that. The, I feel there's there's more that I'm forgetting, but. I'm sure. Um, and then other like comedies like Airplane, Blazing Saddles. We talked about this before. Um, Spaceballs, which you talked about. Which oh, yeah. People, that is a very divisive movie, apparently. Really? Yeah. Some people think it's Mel Brooks's like downfall. Really? As a movie. Yeah, because. I, I don't know, actually. I don't know why, but I love it. Hmm. And I, I think I've only seen, I've seen it. I know I've seen it, but it's not one of those that, like, I've watched a million times. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I if maybe if we watched it now, it'd be bad. Maybe. Maybe. It's one of those. But it also, I think people were upset with it because it was a parody of Star Wars. Oh, and maybe. they were like, you can't make fun yeah. of Star Wars? Yeah, like, that's like faux pas. Like that. um, you know what? Another movie that I loved as a kid, but I'm afraid to rewatch? Hmm. The Never Ending Story. Never seen it. Oh my god! Is goodness. it a rom com or a not. romantic movie? It is not. It is. A, it's a kids movie. It's actually oh. based on a book, and um, it is so good. But again, I'm like, I don't want to rewatch it because I don't want to. Oh yeah. I want to rewatch it because I remember it being so good, but I don't want to rewatch it because I'm afraid it'll ruin. Yeah, you also don't want to ruin the memory of exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it it's so good, but um, but yeah, that's another one that I my brother and I watched countless really? times. Really, yes. what was it about? So, um, it is kind of fantasy. Okay. Um, and this boy, let's see if I can remember this. So this boy, <laughs> it starts out in the quote unquote real world. Okay, Got it. and he is hiding from some bullies. I think. I think that's what it is. And he finds this book. Okay. okay. And he starts reading the book and he realizes that he is part of the story. As he's reading it, it's happening. And so you kind of go into this fantasy world. And so you meet up with some characters. Um, There's like a flying dragon dog thing. Cool. Um, Awesome. Of course. There's... uh, 
a very attractive, I think he was an Indian. Huh. I think he was an Indian boy that had um, a horse. Yeah. And the horse ends up dying. It's very sad. sad. Traumatized me as a child. <laughs> Because it like it it drowns in the pit of despair. Oh, it's very that's sad. That's really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. Um, but I don't. Uh, but yeah, though. And and as he's getting nearer to the end of the book, the whole world is kind of like the fantasy world yeah, is crumbling. crumbling yeah. So he's like, I don't want to finish this book because. Oh. Um, and then at the end, like the princess slash queen or something, she um, has like a. It's like all black except there's like this one like thing where it's like could plant a new world or whatever yeah. so they could start the story over and oh, it's like a never ending story. That's cool. So love yeah, I love love that idea. Yeah. Was it a kids movie? Did you say it was a kids movie? Wow. But you know, like kids movies then and kids movies yeah, now yeah, are yeah. very different movies. But now I really want. I do want to watch. You want to watch it now? I kind of want to watch it. I wonder it. if we can stream that shiz. I'm pretty what? sure it's on Amazon Prime. Is it? It's old, so it's probably. Yeah, it might, it, might, it might be there. I don't know. Yeah. But you, it's probably before your time because I think it was like, yeah. it was, I think it was around like when my brother was little and then I just kind of continued watching, watching it with him. And I think it was another one of those things that my grandparents had it. So it must have been like PBS or ABC or uh, BBC. Yeah, yeah. Because my grandparents liked those kinds of things. Um, two things, I, two movies I thought about while you were telling your story. Okay. Indian in the Cupboard. Oh, Remember yeah. That movie? Yeah, yeah. Movie. And then Princess Bride, obviously. Oh, I loved Princess Bride. Because there was literally just the other day I was thinking, I was in my head, I couldn't get it out, was while Sean, the guy who plays uh, with the poison, you know, the, the scene with the poison. Oh, you yeah. Know, him, uh, I just couldn't get that out of my head for some reason. And it's him and uh, Carrie always. Inconceivable. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, they just reenacted it like on... Did you see it? No. They, they reenacted it like, uh, but everyone had different, because we're, you know, in lockdown or we, they were in lockdown, uh, the pandemic, everyone shot their separate parts on their own cameras and then it was edited together. Oh, it was like a bunch of celebrities. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't them now. Yeah. But it was like, like Jack Black was in it and yeah. like, it was, that was, it was really weird. But. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely up there. I would say, honestly, I think The Princess Bride is the most quoted movie of all time. Really? My name is Inigo Montoya. You, you killed, killed my, my father. father. Prepare to die. Yeah. Like, and then Inconceivable, anybody, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> like. <laughs> anybody want a peanut? <laughs> You're better. <laughs> um, um, but I remember finding out that that was. Um, Mandy Patinkin. Oh like, yeah. Not till way later. Oh really? Until I watched maybe it was until I watched Homeland, or even something before the because I didn't know. Really he was on know, Criminal Minds. Was it when I he didn't was watch on? Criminal Minds? Oh. I'm not. My sister watched it, and it's one of those things where she likes to watch it just because it's kind of she knows it's it's weirdly comforting. It is. It's, but it's also it's like one of those. It's a show where you could just watch one episode. Yeah, yeah. There might be some stories that overlap, but really yeah. ultimately each episode kind of stands alone. Was there something else that he was in before that? Before we watched, we saw him on Homeland, but he, but I didn't really, know, I forgot that he. That was him, the, the young man. Or I didn't know because I was, I was so young, you know, oh, when yeah. I saw it. Um, and then I just loved that the fact that that kid is Fred Savage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and he's in the, the remake. 
Oh, yeah. So he's the kid in the bed. Yeah. So he's like in a bed and there's a guy yeah. reading to him. That's so awesome. Isn't it Rob Reiner that's reading to him? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then his dad. Um, what is his dad's Carl. name? Carl? Carl Reiner? Yeah. His dad was in it. He did the very last scene of like, oh. as you wish, wink, <gasps> and then left. And that was literally the last thing that he did right before he died. No way. Yeah. You mean the reenactment? Correct. Got it. <laughs> yeah. The arrangement. Wow. Rain that's really, yeah. uh, that's crazy. Man. Is his name, what's his name, Carl? It's Carl Reiner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know him from Ocean's movies. That's, wow. <laughs> I'm sure, that's, I'm sure you're the only one who can say that, maybe. Really? Carl Reiner's like a famous, uh, he was Dick Van Dyke and he was in the Dick Van Dyke show and you don't know I was like, he stuff? wasn't Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke was Dick Van Dyke. Or he was in the Dick Van Dyke show. I don't um, remember. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. No, he wasn't Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van I Dyke know. was Dick Van Dyke. Um, but uh, yeah, he's like, and then his, and I like Rob too. I love all of his movies which you've probably seen because this was he was this was before my time which i feel like i need to go back and watch mm -hmm. so he made like stand by me oh um, like uh oh the one with uh john cusack holding up a stereo oh sure um not not uh no 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 sure thing not a sure thing no but he didn't make the one with the stereo one he, oh. made, he made sure thing Bre breakfast club that's Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were talking about Carl. No, no, no. Reiner. Rob Reiner had. Oh, had Rob this Reiner, huge of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing He's, of hits. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like I've, I haven't seen enough of those movies. Oh, I love all of those yeah. movies. Um, but anyway, so good stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, so to talk about musical influences, I was just gonna say that. God, get out of my um, head, man. Obviously, like my dad was a huge um like 60s 70s Beatles. pop fan Beatles 100%. Um my mom was more of the 60s and 70s rock era yeah. but also more folk music. Yeah. Um not country, more bluegrass, folk kind of stuff yeah. and then also class classical music. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, my mom's mom, she was Nonstop classical? Yes, just all sorts of classical. Same. She I mean, she played the organ at church. She obviously and then played the piano. Um, my grandfather was a flute player. Mm. Um, but nobody but my brother and I know this. But we grew up listening to this uh, this piece called I think it's Peter and the Wolf. Okay. Okay. And it is a story and and a classical piece all okay. in one so each character had its own theme song so like there was a robin and it was like this flute theme and then the bad wolf was like the is it the oboe the really tall yeah oboes are tall what's the little one piccolo that's, that's no the piccolo is a little flute that's what you said no a little <laughs> said, it's the like little it's one? not the piccolo. clarinet it's I, th I thought the oboe was smaller than the clarinet I don't know. I'm out of my depth. Well, anyway, the really tall wood wood instrument that's larger than the clarinet. It's like I think me. It is a kazoo. Robo. It's not a kazoo. <laughs> Get out of here. But Banjo. anyway, the wolf had this again. It was like this certain theme. Oh yeah, yeah. So and then the the um, director read the story of this. It was called Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. And it was like so. It was like story time with music, and we listened to it. All the time. Yeah. All the time. But I don't 
know of anybody else that has ever done that. Never heard of that. Exactly. It is, but it's so good. I'll have to, I'll find it and play it for you. Yeah, yeah. But what's funny is that the theme for the wolf has been used in other movies for evil people. Whoa. Specifically, A Christmas Story. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but I didn't say fudge. <laughs> his The bully that beats him up, yeah, that yeah, has yeah. the red hair and God, all awesome. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Every time he comes on stage, the theme for the wolf wow. comes on. Wow. So it was like the first one to do that kind of thing. I guess. I don't know. But I want to say it's like huh. really it's like old. It's like, I mean, because it's you a classical piece. Your dad piece. showed this to you? Your parents showed it? Or no, grandmother. Just, My mom's mom. Your grandmother. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. When you were talking about that, it reminded me of uh, Monty Python. Did you ever watch The yep. Holy Grail? Yes. Me and my best friend, Nate. Yeah. Every sleepover, we would <laughs> watch and quote that movie. Run uh, away, run away. Yeah. I thought it in the, your general direction. I can, I can recite the tale of Sir Robin. Right oh, now. nice. Like, oh, this is so stupid and so funny. Yeah. Um. But I never watched anything else by the Monty, Monty, Monty Python. Really? I don't think so. Like Flying Circus or anything. Like I never got into that. And you didn't really. watch the like comedy show? No, I never did. So you don't know about like Silly Walks and all that kind well, of stuff? Well, I do because of John Cleese. I just know. Yeah. just It's in it's in pop culture, I guess, yeah. as you could say. Yeah. But um, that is what I was thinking about. And then music. I mean, you know. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like your parents did more um, like R&B and soul sure. stuff. Yeah, the, like the stuff like the Beatles was like, oh, yeah, obviously everyone likes the beat. Like, so you right. so you can listen to like, but I think, but I, I think, um, which I've heard people talk about before is like they didn't find the really great Beatles songs until later in life. Oh. Like I didn't really dig into, and then I started covering them live. Oh, like, you okay. know what I mean? So, but I mean, a lot of it was um, Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind, and Fire and Chicago and, you know, uh, Prince and people like that. So, yeah, but it was mostly because. Do you of- think it's because that's what people wanted to hear in bars? Because they were performers. Um, well, they were a cover band of, of R&B and like soul and pop and all that stuff. And Yeah, kind of. Do you think that influenced them and what songs? they liked it's it's basically what songs they enjoyed performing rather than jo- songs that they enjoyed listening to uh well this is getting into what you wanted to talk yeah. about before which transition was, which is really good but yeah. uh um i just think that they covered what they liked you know what i mean like so, so like before even before the band whatever they liked they just started covering it in the band and then they would cover like so when you're doing cover shows you want that. You want to ride that line of like what you enjoy playing, but also what is popular enough. Mm-hmm. So it also depends on what 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 they're playing. They were playing to you know, um, yeah, R and B houses and 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 places like that. And yeah, I think that's kind of they balanced it out with. Yeah, they would do like a Prince set, like a you know Earth Wind and Fire set and all that stuff. And they had yeah. m- multiple singers and yeah. So that's kind of thing but as far as them enjoying music today yeah it is interesting to watch from afar or be up close and watch it (laughs) but um if they're listening now i would say (laughs) that my mom has an easier time recognizing new talent than my father you know what i mean so again like you you guys are listening to music 
differently than I think others do because you do have that because your parents come from a place where they had they covered songs they were in a band they were in a band for 10 years i mean yeah. obviously they they also wrote their own stuff they had their yeah. own their own their almost own got stuff. signed by motown um killed almost. killed my parent killed killed my dad for yeah. a long time and then my brother was born and they stopped yeah open wounds talking about open wounds thanks but, aaron um yeah talking about open wounds oh it's a yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, but I think it's just it's interesting because I feel like you you guys now this is only from my perspective coming in. Yeah, don't later. I, I, I get what you mean. Um, you guys do this thing where you don't just sit and enjoy music. Yeah, you dissect it, which is fun for you guys, which is what you enjoy doing. So I get it. But you sit and you dissect. You talk about. Oh, I can listen to this terrible country song because the lyrics are great. <laughs> I can't even hear the lyrics at a certain wow. point. Um, then there are other songs where just like, oh man, this producer did it. So there's some like almost brand loyalty to a certain song because certain producers were involved. There's also Well, we like the sound that they produce. Right. Yeah. And then there's also like the you know, you're like, oh man, that they should have changed the level of this because you can't hear this part. And I feel like you guys. That's dissect. my dad. I don't. I can listen and enjoy music. Um, yeah, I can. Oh, okay. I can. I feel like I can listen and enjoy music more than my parents can. Do you, you think know? it's just because they've they? It's because you know the ins and outs of it. It's like yeah. if you were a, like a filmmaker and you were watching film, you're not gonna dissect everything every film you, you see really like you're gonna like i don't know yeah it's like uh it's like any creative if they're super into something yeah they know how it was made they know blah blah, blah. they know all this stuff they know every, every little decision that was made to do you know things but mm -hmm. as i've gotten older i've gotten able to i've been able to step back from that because i'm i'm I've, i'm more of a songwriter and less of a producer than my dad is my dad's more of a producer mm-hmm and if he hears this, he might say, well, I don't know about that, but I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah. What was the question? There was just an open conversation. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like, I feel like. See, that's. Also, there's the, also. That's. I music don't, isn't the in the background for you guys. It's the no. forefront. Well, I mean, it is in the background, but we, you know. It's loud. It's very it is loud. Not but in I the think background. that's because of my dad and my brother. Uh, they are mostly controlling the music uh, <laughs> when we're over there, but it's um, yeah, it's always just because it's been a part of us forever. And yeah. It, and, uh, see, I, I look at that like a positive. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's just it's just different. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying it was bad. It's like um, like we were just watching the Bake uh, Great, the British British, ba yeah. Great British Bake Off, and if you're a if you're a like you are, you're more of a baker than i am mm -hmm. you when you taste food you're like oh they could have done this better it needs more of this or whatever i look at that kind of do like, i do that sometimes oh, you're, okay. you're a bit of a food snob i i would say that yeah maybe but um yeah i don't know it's just anybody with a deep knowledge of what goes into it mm -hmm. uh, which is why People like me and my dad can talk about music forever. And mm -hmm. me and Kevin, me and friends of mine can talk about music forever who know about production and stuff. It's just uh So you don't think it's diminished your enjoyment at all? You think it's no. added to it? No, because of and here's why here's how I know why. 
I disagree with my dad on stuff on 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 what I like, and I'm 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 I love hearing new music. That that's great. Mm-hmm. My mom is the one to send me new music. My dad never sends me new music. Yeah, because she, me, and me and her fall into the same camp where it's like, oh, if we were we get really excited about something that's new, yeah, and want to share it and want to like we I like I've been inspired by a lot of new people. Yeah. To Oh, go in that direction musically. A yeah. lot of it's like like what they're doing and what I can like what I can apply to my own music. Yeah. Like if they're doing something cool and new and interesting, maybe I can apply it to myself. Nice. Kind of thing, which is how I that's like the filter that I use whenever I listen to music, yeah. but I can still enjoy good stuff. We like a lot of the same music. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't no, know. No, it's similar to Do you remember when you and Ray were talking, uh, my friend from Ray Romano? No. Ray Vasquez. Ray, Ray Vasquez, yeah. Um, he, I mean, one, one of the questions that I had for him is because he does design at work and yeah. that's his passion, he yeah. loves that art. I was like, where does the work stop and the enjoyment for oh, doing yeah. something you love start? Like, where is that? There's no line. For it's you? All, it's, well, for, I think for anybody, it's it's very blur. Like, I, I don't, I, th- I think that was his answer too, kind of something like that was kind of his answer where it was like, there's no definitive line. And if there was, it was always changing. Yeah. Well, I think also he, uh, well, I'll have to confirm with him. We can do a fact check maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think he talked about how he purposely does different things when he's doing it for his own enjoyment and for his passion. Like he, at yeah. the time was getting into watercolors. He was doing more, yeah. um, pen work where at work, at the agency where we work, he it's all like graphic design yeah. and all that stuff. So it's but he he talked about how doing that has helped also lift his work at work. So maybe that's what you're talking about, um, like how you can. Yeah, it's a basic. So like what I'll say to that is is kind of like what I'm doing right now, which is I'm writing for a, a TV film licensing company. And those mm-hmm. are not songs that I would necessarily write by myself. They're more placeable in TV and film, which means they're not necessarily huge choruses all the time. It's just kind of like a, a nice uh, track that kind of just goes along at one level the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. Dynamically, it goes along. Um, so stuff like that, you're kind of half in, half out creatively, mm-hmm. but you, you're you aware that it's for a client and it's for their needs and everything, and that's fine, and that, that's great. But... If I was writing that myself, I would get bored and I would never finish it. Something right. like that. Um, yeah. I think pe- I think that's people. That's like a common people know that about yeah. TV and film writing. Yeah. It's not something that you know. Um, it's not so. It's something people want underneath. You know, uh, a TV show. People are talking right. or whatever. You know. Well, the main point of that is the is the scene. It's what's happening. Yeah. It's not the music. The music just amplifies what is already there. That's not yeah. the main driver the main focus but when i'm writing for myself i am constantly that is the main focus there's like in in like a three and a half minute song there's different sparks in there that that get me excited nice. and i know how it pops i know how a song structure i know what song structure is right now the i know what a love song sounds like i know what a pop song sounds like the interesting thing for me now is um is making it more interesting and different sounding because there's a million ways to say I love you. You know, we talked about this before. Everyone's just trying to find a new way to say it. But I also want to talk about my own life and my own experiences mm-hmm. and things like that, which is why I'm writing songs like um, like all the time. My, 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 my new single coming out, Why Big Messy Mind. Mm-hmm. Those are songs about anxiety, isolation, you know, my 
feelings as a person mm-hmm. um, rather than making up a song. There's nothing I hate more than faking a love song. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I feel it's just not because I feel like it, you can totally hear it. You can you can when it's hear not sincere. Yeah, when it's not sincere, it's not true. You can totally yeah. hear it. I read an article about your favorite artist, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Um, and she said, and I don't remember the name of the song, um, but she said that she wrote, she likes to create a character for every song that she writes. Yeah. And this one in particular was from the perspective of a serial killer. That's cool. And so that's what she does when she writes a song. It doesn't come from her. It comes no. from this character. And it's from that character's perspective. That's so. What about that? So about that, I have. That's what I have a lot of respect for her about. Mm-hmm. It, you know, talk to. And I'm sorry, Dad, if you're listening, but you know, my dad can't stop shitting on Billie Eilish and, and her brother Phineas because yeah. he's. And I think a lot of that comes comes from uh, you know um, jealousy or whatever. And, and if I'm man. wrong, I'm 100 percent wrong. Whatever, but I don't. I'm not. Hu- I'm like. I'm not going to listen to Billie Eilish. Like in my everyday life, I'm not going to add it to my playlist or anything because I don't like the way that she sings. But I've heard covers. We both have heard covers of her song. I love her songwriting. Yeah. It's really good. And her brother is a great producer. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, yeah, he's younger than me. Does that make me feel bad sometimes? Maybe. <laughs> but I'm still going to like it and respect it. And it's something different. You know right. what I mean? It's not. It's not the, the you can the, appreciate it for what yeah. it is rather than all of the baggage that comes along with it. Well, Age, I, yeah, the opportunity because of his family. Like you can take all of that yeah. out there and just look at his talent. But I've know? and I've gotten that from living away from my parents. I think mm. I feel like the more the more time I spend away from them, the more I uh feel like that about people. Mm. Because everyone like there isn't a time the way I'm feeling, like the 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 frustrations I have with being an artist and all that stuff, you know, you don't think Billie Eilish ever felt like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone f- has felt like that who's an artist. And to be successful in this business the way that she has been, it takes, yeah, it takes luck. But mm-hmm. like good on you, man. Yeah. For, seriously. Good job. Well, of course. Like if this is what she wanted to do, of course yeah. she's going to use the connections exactly. that she has. Like why wouldn't she? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But um, – And again, it's just – it's it goes back to – goes back to privilege, you know, at a certain yeah. point that which is unfortunate, but a lot of artists do are able to break through without that privilege, but some aren't. It's just again when it comes when you don't have that leg up, yeah. then it becomes luck and chance. I was talking about I was talking with a <clears throat> like a random like a some producer who who commented on one of my posts on Instagram and he was saying, "Oh, yeah, I've been in this business for like 30 years and he's some rapper or whatever, but we were talking about the business and how it is now and like talent and songwriting skill is only like part of the puzzle. You have Mm. to hustle and you have to have a little bit of luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to have some luck and connections. You have to know people. You have to be in the right spot, which is why I talk about Nashville a lot. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of, uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with as far as, and also like in this business, you have to be able to, like duck and weave. Yeah. Like you can't let your last misstep, your last yeah. missed opportunity taint the next one. Oh, absolutely. Like you have to, whatever happened with that last one is going to, is it happened or it didn't happen, whatever. Okay. On to the next yeah. one. You can't let the burden of past. Yes. Non-successes. I'm not going to say failures, but non-successes. Right. Taint the next because one. Because more than anything in the creative business, like 
what whatever you put out in that moment, that's who you were in that mm-hmm. moment. You know what right. I mean? More, more so than any other like industry, I think. Yeah. So I'm not going to go back and change that just because I think I can do it better now. Right. And I feel like... <laughs> What? Staring right through me. The kitty is looking. She's very enthralled with what you're saying. Um, uh, yeah, I just feel like there's there's only so much room for like logicalness and like like logical and tech technicality and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like, yeah, it's great to know the building blocks and the the you know like oh hey what makes like the eq and like compression and all that stuff and, like those the, the levels little, man all the, yeah like so, there's only so much that i can take but you can't you have to fit it with like the hand and glove situation with creativity mm-hmm. and doing something different with it and even if it sounds i'll take emotion over a perfect sounding pitch any day of the week well you know don't you I mean? remember i think i sent this to you it is one of my all-time favorite covers yeah um and now I can't think of her name. She did TikTok. TikTok. She did TikTok? Kesha. Kesha. Keisha. 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 Dollar sign. sign. Yeah. Um, she did a cover of, um, I think it's a Dylan song. Oh, where, yeah. Don't think twice. It's all right. Yes. And she's literally Crying. sobbing throughout the entire thing. And you like feel that emotion you and yeah. she there are a couple times where yes yeah, she breaks on a note but it it's on a it, record right it was no it was like a it wasn't on one of her records it was like a an album of covers from different artists oh. i found it on one of my um yeah uh like the weekly playlist that spotify puts together right, for right. you uh what's it called release radar or no weekly radar face yeah that one uh, whatever yeah the um Anyway, so it's just like it's, it's, it's Discover it, Weekly. Discover Weekly. Thank you. Jeez, I <laughs> knew we were not going to get anywhere unless we figured out what that was called. I was like, I gotta know. I gotta know. Um, it was on a Discover. Discovery. It was on weekly. a Discover Weekly, and oh. it was one of those that um, it made me pause. Yeah. What I was doing and listen to it intently because the the emotion behind it was so palpable. Yeah. Have incredible. you ever? Well, you probably have, but my I remember specifically when we were talking about that, like, have you ever had, like, what's the biggest emotional reaction you've had from a song? The, the When I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about when my dad, there was a certain song by this guy named Paul Carrick who was in a band called Mike and the Mechanics. It's called, um, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's... Um, it was. It's about his dad and his and his and and how he wishes how he he could have said something before his dad died and all that stuff. Mm. And my dad heard that right after his dad died, mm. and he started sobbing. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the biggest emotional reaction that you've had from a song? Oh, um, is it wobble? Yes. How did you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like it's been more. Um, hearing songs I've already heard at moments in my life where it means yeah. something differently, but also the most emotion from a song that I've, uh, that I've had has been through musicals, not oh. necessarily songs themselves. Um, so what, what musicals? Lame is makes me cry every single time. Really? Every time. Did you like the movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not and as no. much. Yes. And no. Parts yes, other parts no. I'm sorry. I just I we won't we don't need to get <laughs> okay, into it. Yeah. But Russell Crowe ruined sure. it for me. But yeah. anyway, um, uh, 
but yeah, I guess they're. Or what's a song that, and I'm only asking this because I have an example in my life. Oh, okay. But what's a song that you heard and you liked, but then later in your life you heard it again and it meant so it meant something that was so much di- so different and you're like, oh, this song is so it means the opposite. It means completely not the opposite, but it means so much more now. Now that I'm older. Um. Do you have a song like that? Yes. And again, it's a musical song. National anthem. Um. Yes. <laughs> um. The song from Waitress. Oh um, yeah! Oh, um, she used to be mine. She used to be mine. Oh, Sarah Bareilles. She's she's she's, phenomenal. she's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I love her so much. But she, so when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is a great song! Like mm-hmm. that's awesome! Like beautifully, beautifully sung, all that kind of stuff." But then, when you actually, when I actually listened to the lyrics and actually right. listened to what she was saying, and then having seen that. Seeing the show and seeing what was surrounding that song, it started meaning yeah. something completely different. Do you think not a lot of people? Do you think people listen to lyrics the first time around or not? Or not? Um, I guess on the, the average, no, really? I don't think so. I think musicians do yeah. because obviously that's part of your life. But I think the first time, for example, for me, I can only speak for me. The first time I hear a song, it's more of the mood. The mood, yeah. and it's like it's everything. Kind of, it's like, oh, this is a this is a hit. Oh, I like this song, or oh, this is like kind of a, a sad song. This is, oh, it's got me. But is and then later I will listen more closely to the lyrics. Part of part of the magic of music for me is, and this is, we're talking about magic moments here. Yes, is when a lyric perfectly combines with the instrumental, mm-hmm. and that's just really magical to me. So when I'm listening to it. Yeah, I'm not getting every single lyric the first time, but I'm getting the general gist of what the song's about and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, so, um, yeah, the, the song in mind that I had was it's a John Mayer song. It's called yeah. "Stop This Train," and it's about oh yeah, not you wanting to stop life. Memorial. I did. I played it at your dad's memorial. There's a there's a in the bridge section. It's a part where he talks to his dad, and he's like, "Dude, you gotta turn. Wait, wait till you turn my age. You're gonna wanna." you're not going to want to stop this train because life is not about what you think it is right now. It's about so much more. And I got the old, and I got a little bit older and I realized that, Oh my God, Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to this all wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but another one was, Oh, I forget. What, I forget the song that I was going to, anyway, there's, there's probably tons of them out there. Yeah. Oh, there's a song about, um, so Ed Sheeran losing his grandfather mm. and him having dementia and it's, it's, it's about his, and I heard it. The song is is painting a picture of him at his grandpa grandfather's funeral, mm. and it's a gorgeous, beautiful song. It's called "A Fire Love," mm. and in the chorus is about what his father used to remember when he. God, I'm getting chills right now. Mm. What he what he rem- he used to like, uh, like his grandma talking to him about what his grandfather and, and her used to do when they first started like dating and stuff and like Aww. how he used to be back then like back when he could remember things oh my god mm. okay so <laughs> so that that's also a beautiful one yeah but stuff like that is like i'm not going to dissect the songwriting structure on that song yeah because it's just so i can i can definitely relate to you and how you listen to songs and yeah. stuff like that so it's not always you know, logical. And yeah, it's it's easy. It is easy to shit on Billie Eilish. And mm-hmm. it's easy to shit on these people who have won Grammys and who are doing what we want to do. Right. You know what I mean? 
So that's yeah. like I feel like well, because it's easy to let the jealousy, to yeah, let the, to let the um, the envy take over and yeah. see that rather than celebrating their accomplishments. Yeah, because uh, rising tide uh, lifts all boats, which I truly believe. You know what I mean? Like you, if you start celebrating people around you. Mm. They're going to come to you for more stuff. Like if you're just a nice person in general, Mm -hmm. people like you. If you're in this, like the nice, nice, being nice in this business plays a really big role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's true in all of life though. Yeah. I'd say that. Not just in the music. I think that's true of everything. But I think there's a, um, yeah, but I think there's a little, there's a bunch of times where I've played gigs where people have, where people were like, Oh yeah, you were just nice. Like that was the easy part because there, I feel like there's a, a penchant for people to think that musicians can be kind of, uh, assholes sometimes. Mm. Um, and very flaky. You guys are so moody. Yeah. We're so moody. (laughs) I'm so emo. You are. Um, there's something else I was going to bring up after the Ed Sheeran song. Um, anyway, it's easy to, beat the shit out of Billy Eilish. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's it's just one of those things that because she is so young and because she does have the parents that she has and yeah. because she, you know, grew up in that world and had all those amazing... So you can, you can easily diminish what she yeah. has accomplished because of all of these other things, but that's not fair to her. No, because you Because take all of that away, just yeah. listen to the song for what it is. It's good. And we don't know most of the time. what her whole life has been. Correct. We don't. Like, you know, it's uh, it's it's really easy and a lot of musicians get off on it. Like, um, mm. talking shit about, you know, oh, it's, you know, the top 40 now is, which is, you know. Well, and it just, it's, it, it's sad because then it becomes you get ahead by stepping on other people yeah. rather than other people lifting you up. And I just think that that's just so much yeah. better. Yeah. Because you, if you just, if you get success because you've stepped on other people because you've diminished them, that has that diminishes your success. I think. Yeah, and it hurts. It hurts them when it you does. step on them. It does hurt them. Yeah, definitely. Especially, although I've, I've heard uh, there are certain scenes and cities that that doesn't happen. Like I've heard actually, that Nashville is not like that at all. Like it's very built up. Like like the Nashville music scene. Oh yeah. It's very much like. Um, you know, help we're, each all, other we're out. all in this together and like if whatever, if you need me for a gig, I can help you out or whatever. Just kind mm-hmm. of, you know. But um, I was going to say something else and I forgot. Ugh, this is what happens. Sorry. We go off on tangents. We do go off on tangents. Um, but anyway, we didn't have to talk about my, yeah. <laughs> me the whole time. We were talking about music and, yeah, and early, okay. early music. And, that's interesting. Um, I mean, to, I mean, and then also to, to talk about the nice thing, in my world, if your client is nice, you're way more willing to go the extra mile for them. You're way more willing to maybe stay after 530 yeah. to finish something up. And then you also want it to be at a certain level before you hand it off to them. If they're an asshole, yeah. it's like, eh, I guess it's, I guess it, it, it definitely get. does happen in, in all industries. Yeah. Um, but I think the one that you're in, you're biased towards because you've seen it. You know, because you've seen it, like I've seen it firsthand happen where people are weird and uh, flaky, (laughs) a.k.a. L.A. Uh, Oh. IG. Is that IG? What does IG stand for? Instagram. EG? Is it, you know how like when when people like mean IE, like example. Oh, gotcha. They put put EG. Is that like an old Latin thing maybe? Maybe. I don't know. 
Instagram? I've not yeah. seen EG. I've seen IE. I've seen EX. Okay. For example, LA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, which is kind of why, honestly, I wanted to start a music podcast was because I like talking craft well, your- and songwriting. Wait, 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 what? Of course you do, because that's your life. Well, yeah, but it's also, I'd, I want people to have an outlet for them talking about their own music, like the guests that we have on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like connecting on a different level with them. It's not just about the music. It's about what, how they how they made it, like what they, what they what goes on behind the scenes is always very interesting to me, yeah. at least. But Well, it's a way for you to connect to people on a deeper level because you are, you have that like the inside knowledge. Sure. And so you guys don't have to talk all this bullshit in order to get on the same level. You guys are already there, so you can go into that deeper level. Sometimes. Sometimes. Depends on like, the talent Like, yeah, do of you and other account managers get together and, you know, talk account managing? Sometimes. Do you? Do you know other account managers? Yeah. Do you have friends who are account managers? Well, my friends at work. Oh, yeah. But, but outside of work. Outside of work? No. Huh. Well, friends from work that no longer work with me. Oh, okay. Does that count? Sure. <laughs> no, for some reason, most of my friends, I feel like, um, are teachers. My old, oh. like my friends that I have had for the longest, not my oldest friends, but my, my oldest friends, but like. I know. It's so it's such a weird. Anyway. I heard someone say that one time. I was like, that sounds weird. And then now it's in my head forever. Like, it yeah. just always sounds weird when I say oldest friend. Yeah. Because they're not that old. Because they're not like, I have friends that are older than that (laughs) age-wise. We just haven't been as friends as long. We've been longer. for. They've lived longer (laughs) in life, but we we haven't been friends that long. (laughs) Anyway, my friends that I have been friends with the longest. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All seem to be teachers. I think that makes you grounded. Oh. Honestly. Because I I feel like teachers are the best humans. Yes, and they should be paid a million dollars a day. A day. That could bankrupt us, but I'm going. I'm with you on that. Um, totally. I I uh, almost went into it. Really? Well, because everyone at I went to Northern Kentucky, and people who who declared vocal performance majors or any kind of performance major as a freshman are all teachers. You now? would generally find them in the teacher in the in the education category by like their junior year. Mm. They they would have switched over. Mm. Um. But that's and I respect them for that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's tough. It is, and you're molding young minds. You are, baby. You're creating the humans of our next generation, whether they are. Do you remember your favorite teachers? I do. Do you have favorite teachers from like college? College. Ask me my favorite teacher. Who is your favorite teacher? Max Medina. Oh. <laughs> Good more girls. girls. Um, we watch a lot of Good More Girls. You know what's funny is that I have teachers that I've learned from a lot in college. The only one that I can remember at this moment right now is the is the teacher that was kind of an asshole and not oh. that great. Um, but I still remember to this day my elementary school teacher's names. Yeah, me too. So is that weird? No, because when you're that young, your brain they is They were the one that, ones that molded. Yeah, they molded know? said brain. 
prayer. I was already my shape by the time you I got to this. <laughs> you were already my shape. <laughs> I was already in my shape by the time I got to college. No, I That's totally get that because well, by the time you're in college, you you have like the the mindset of like judging teachers or whatever, and like being like, I don't know. It's just you're you're more you're, you're more your own person, I guess. Correct, and then also. When you're in elementary school, you're with that teacher all day, every day. In college, I'm with that teacher for like an hour and a half every other day. I was not with my teacher all day, every day. At really? Elementary. Yeah, we had we had um, English and math and science. Different in teachers. elementary school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all in the same little hub. Like we would literally like walk from room to the like it was like right across the hall or whatever and then you know right right next to us was, was I feel like in, class. in elementary school I had like the same teacher except for maybe like math then I went to a different went to a different teacher but I feel like I stayed with the one teacher the whole time that might have been first grade and second grade for me but then after that we I, I definitely remember in like fifth and sixth grade going to different classes well sixth grade is middle school or was it not Fifth, for you? Sixth grade is, is elementary. Or sixth grade, you said? Yeah. Sixth grade is elementary. For you? Yeah. Really? Seventh and eighth is middle. Really? I was six, seven, eight. That was middle school for me. Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I don't know. Different, different, maybe like different um, counties have different learning. Oh, yeah. I guess you're, that's probably, that's probably right. And also like different schools depending like, on their size. Because like yeah. elementary school, one through five. Middle school, six, seven, eight. Yeah. High school, nine through 12. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, ours is, is K th- uh, one, one through six, and then seven, eight was middle. And then, so, yeah, we were, I was only in middle school for two years. That's crazy. I graduated in two years <laughs> in middle school. <laughs> Did it in two. But, uh, yeah, definitely third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth in elementary. We would go to different classes. we go to Mrs. Lilly's class, Mr. Devine's class, Mrs. Mayo's class. Uh, Mrs. Griever's class. Interesting. Um, I remember my first crush in school was, and I remember her name. I'm not going to say it now, but uh, oh, okay. her name. I could, I guess, I could say it, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's in. Uh, teachers are important. That's it. <laughs> That's the Summary. takeaway from today's episode. Summary. <laughs> are we out of time? I don't know what. How long have we been talking? To him? Hour twenty. Nice. I mean, should probably. I feel like yep. we're at Talked about a lot of good things. We did. And went on a lot of tangents. We did. That's that's who and we Pi are as people. Was, our cat was yeah, enthralled here. the whole time. She was. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to boost that. Yeah. But uh, she's our unofficial third co-host. She, she is, is sitting right in the middle of us mm-hmm. as we're talking. She's very sweet. Um. Anyway, I love you. Episode three, I love you anyway. <laughs> We're going to call it that. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, I episode love you. Episode three, we have, we, have to sing, we have to sing goodbye. Do we? We sang, we did it on the first one. Oh, is that what we do? Okay. One, two, three. Goodbye. goodbye.